Okay. Hi. What's up, everybody? It's the Hatening again. It's me, Robbie, again. I use my real name because um, I don't know if people listening know that that is my name. <laughs> Sometimes I get, uh, you know, I wonder if people think that my, my name is actually Hooper if I'm trying to be like anonymous. I'm not. I have a real name. Um, but it's hoop. <laughs> um, today I want to talk about boycotts and shit. Um, and I'm not going to get too in the weeds with politics and my personal politics and stuff like that. I think they're pretty clear. Um, if you want to know more about my politics, I have a whole politics podcast called Bolsheviks. Um, you know, that you can check out if you really want to hear me talk about cool communist stuff. But, you know, that being said, I just wanted to bring up, like, boycotts real quick. Um, you know, for the past couple of years, like, the idea of, like, boycotting products has really, really seeped its way into pop culture and, like, social media, like, internet culture specifically, um, especially if you exist in, like, uh, progressive, left-leaning, whatever those terms mean to you spaces online right like um every couple weeks there's sort of like a call for a new strike online you know um whether it is um in protest of like uh, you know, something that comes out in the news you know let's say uh, a report comes out or a story comes out that you know, someone high up at this company did something racist or sexist or was like fucked up. So then there's going to be a call to boycott, um, you know, whatever it is that company does. You know, we all remember uh, during the election um, and like the months surrounding that uh, general time, there was a lot of boycotts being called for companies that openly supported Trump, right? Or the, for donors. Um, of the Trump campaign. You know, there are people who are trying to boycott those companies, right? Uh, more recently, we've had uh, calls for boycotts in support of strikes uh, for companies who, you know, their they're, uh, they're workers, their employees are trying to unionize or, you know, like it's like they're going on strike or you hear about like abhorrent labor conditions, right? Um, so there's, there's always boycotts happening right like um i admittedly like don't really keep up as much as i probably should uh with you know like who we're supposed to be boycotting if you call yourself a leftist or you know progressive or whatever and i'm using those terms kind of flippantly and like lightly because everyone's personal politics are completely different my definition of a leftist is going to be different than yours or whatever even though mine is the correct one <laughs> you know what i mean um so i just kind of like use catch-alls like that um but you know that being said like i i try and keep up with with the stuff that i'm supposed to be boycotting and the reason i wanted to talk about this is just because like one like I, like there always are things that are being called uh, into like boycotts or whatever the term would be, right? There's always like some reason not to buy some shit, not to use some service, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but also there is an amount of privilege um, that comes with the ability to boycott 
some of these larger corporations. Um, and it's something that I thought about a lot, uh, like, you know, in the past year when there were a lot of these boycotts being called over labor practices of larger companies, right? And because of like reports that were filed and because of, you know, like things that were happening, like for various like food companies specifically, there were calls uh, for boycotts of, of that food company's products. And it was shocking for some people to learn just like how interconnected most American brands are when it comes to like food and clothing and stuff, right? Um, if you look at like those like very intricate like spiderweb-esque maps of like the mother corporations and then all the like labels and brands and stuff that they own, like it, it's dizzying, right? And with the last round of boycotts, it kind of became a thing where um, if you wanted to boycott some of these larger companies to apply financial pressure, you really had to go out of your way to do so. You know, like the average American consumer, if you consume a lot of just like domestic food products, right? Brands of cereals, snacks, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff, juice, milk, like all, all these like groceries, basically. Like if you want to execute like a boycott, you really have to be mindful, a boycott of like food stuff. You really have to be mindful of what you're shopping and sometimes where you're shopping, right? And the reason why this gets dicey and becomes like a socioeconomic issue and gets a little classist is... um. You know, sometimes the shit that people were kind of like calling to be boycotted were like staples of a lot of people's diets because it's affordable, right? I don't want to get too in the weeds and like create hypothetical scenarios and like be, you know, super anecdotal. But if you got a lot of shit to buy at the store and not a lot of money to do it with, you're going to go for the cheaper stuff. And if the cheaper stuff has just now been eliminated uh, because, you know, the person who owns that company gave money to Trump or because, like, those workers are on strike, you know, for whatever reason why you feel that there should be a boycott, um, that makes it dicey morally and, you know, economically for consumers who don't have a lot of options, you know. That is also to say that the people who might be, you know, trying to do a boycott, um, have other options at their store, right? I brought up food deserts and I've brought up just like, you know, food disparities before, but like, that's like a real thing. Like it gets kind of like thrown around and like it becomes like hyperbolic to an extent, but like, honestly, like if you can only afford to go to a discount grocery store and they only sell one or two brands of, let's say, pasta sauce or cereal or whatever, and you, you need to buy this to fucking feed yourself or your family or whoever the fuck you're buying food for. You don't really have the luxury to sometimes get other brands, you know, that might cost more money. You know what I mean? You can't sometimes go to a different store, so you have to go to these places, right? And it bothers me because, like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, like, People get really high and mighty when it comes to like these mass calls for boycotting. 
And when they do so, they kind of just like ignore, um, you know, people who don't really have that option. So I kind of wanted to just like articulate that a little bit, you know, because it's it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating um, when people like, you know, talk about how we need to boycott this and boycott that. And if everyone did it and did their part and how like they're annoyed that people do whatever. And it's like, I don't know. Some people don't really have any other options, you know, and and, that being said, like there are things that that aren't part of like your everyday diet. So it's like, you know, for instance, like one thing I don't consume is Chick-fil-A, right? I don't fuck with Chick-fil-A at all. You know, I don't even eat their shit if it's free um, because of their stances on, you know, all the gay shit for lack of a better term. And I don't. You know what I mean? And, like, that's one where, like, if people fuck with Chick-fil-A, I'm definitely like, oh, really? You know, because that's not, like, you know, a cheap staple food in your cabinet. That's something that you're going out of your way and spending a decent amount of money and making a choice to do so. You know what I mean? Um, But also, like, with the boycott thing, not to get too cynical because, like, there is power in, in boycotting. There is power in numbers. If you can organize a boycott correctly and successfully, it can exert pressure on companies and as consumers the only power we really have is our dollar although we all know in america depending on what the company is like if they actually start to lose money they just get bailed out by the government or get you know no to low low to no interest loans and then they just you know keep on going and stuff um but like the power of the boycott i'm not convinced that it really matters um in a lot of a lot of instances I don't know if I'm going to get any shit for that. I welcome any discourse about it, but uh, you know, the profit margins are so low on individual units for a lot of stuff that's sold, you know, from my understanding of like how the economics work in like the food sector. Um, you know, I don't really think that like me personally, like switching my brand of tuna and thus not giving like some company like $4 a month, is really going to convince them to like get rid of like a ceo that was caught saying racist stuff obviously there's like power in numbers so if a you know if a thousand people do that in every city you know what i mean like the numbers can you can extrapolate that to be more grand than just me but like i also understand that being said like i understand people who are just like what am i going to do you know like if i stop eating fucking you know whatever the fuck if i stop using spotify like it's not gonna they're not gonna give a shit what am i what what my fucking like five dollars a month isn't gonna you know crumble their empire they're not even gonna notice you know i understand that like defeatism because that's just like how big a lot of these corporations are if we're talking about something small and local yeah dude like if you boycotted like a local store that has like one location and you organize that correctly, like you could really like exert pressure and get a lot of stuff. Like there are instances of, you know, local businesses, especially here in greater Baltimore, where the owners or whatever get caught doing fucked up shit. The community acts and then things change. Like that really does work. Like on a small scale, boycotts are very powerful. National scale, I'm not too convinced they do a lot. It really seems like the best way to exert pressure nationally is like Twitter campaigns and, and shit. Like as dumb as that sounds, that's just the way the world works. Um, but that being said, that is the episode. Thank you for listening. Andrew and I really appreciate it. Um, if you fuck with the show, please give us a good review. Uh, give us 
stars. We need stars. We're very Mario-esque in that regard. Um, you can find The Hatening on all social media platforms. From there, you can find the individual profiles for myself and Super Producer Andrew. You can find links to the other stuff that we do. We do a lot of other stuff um, individually and as a team, <laughs> as a unit. Uh, but yeah, take care of yourself and the people around you. Don't forget to tell your friends you love them. <laughs>